All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about kickstarting small games. You mentioned in the main show that you you've kickstarted. How many how many games have you kickstarted? Oh, 40 ish. <laughs> it's insane. Probably, right? probably 35. Probably 35. Oh, okay. Only 30. Not quite 40 yet. Gotcha. Well, you know, when you hit 40, <laughs> that'll be a big deal. Uh, so 35 games that you've, you've kickstarted. All of them have been these smaller games. And so tell me about just what you've learned in kickstarting small games and maybe some of the differences in, I mean, because a, a lot of times on Kickstarter right now, you see these giant epic campaigns. They've got a hundred and something miniatures. It's, it's crazy. They're a hundred dollar, you know, and they're going to be $200 in retail, something like that. And so you're doing the total opposite of that. And so tell me like what you've learned and maybe some of the advantages that, uh, that you've, you've seen in kickstarting small game. So the cool thing about kickstarting small games for us is that we can have the tiniest of, um, of, uh, funding goals. So we can say that we need a thousand dollars to make our game because ours aren't fully printed in China. We do this weird hand assembly here, but if we only got 35 backers or whatever, we could make those 35 games and get them out there. So ideally we want to get a lot more than that, but we can start at a thousand dollars. And what is perfect about that is we're going to hit our goal immediately. Um, And what that does is it kicks things in for Kickstarter is uh, not only does it kick the metrics in where, you know, the more successful you are, the higher you get in their rankings and their rankings are really helpful for bringing in people in a variety of other ways, you know, through the emails they send out when somebody backs it through getting on the top of their charts and things like that. But the other thing that's great about it is people, love to fund a successful project, which is almost the opposite of what you'd expect with Kickstarter. You'd see this thing that's struggling and this person needs money. It's not that with the board game. It's, it's this one's funded and doing well. And I want to get in on that. Uh, so the the earlier you can do that, the better. And if, if our goal was $12,000 on some of these games, um, you know, we're sitting at 10,000. I don't think we'd hit the 12 where if we were sitting at 10,000 on the same day and we'd already passed our goal, I guarantee we'd hit the 12. So it's a big psychological difference in the success versus not non-success. The other thing is it's just about the game and not loaded up with all this other stuff. We canceled all stretch goals on all games going forward. Uh, It was a hard decision, but it was the best decision we ever made because honestly, stretch goals in almost every game are just uh, things that you were going to make anyway. Somebody already did the design. Somebody already did the artwork. You know, you're going to do something with it. You're not going to do all that and then waste it. So it's just a way of marketing to to get these you know these cool points of of interest throughout a campaign and keep people interested. But doing a short cam- doing a small game like this and a small funding level, we just keep the campaigns real short. We cut our, our, you know, the first three days are always really successful. The last three are really successful. We just cut that middle down as far as we can to make to make any sense. Then we don't have to have these stretch goals just to keep people interested throughout the uh, the campaign. So that's been another big one is that just here's what you're getting. It's just exactly this. There's no room for extra stuff because our wallet only holds 18 cards anyway. Right. So. Um, but that's been the, the, the best part of it is cutting stretch goals and and having that killer day one because it doesn't have to be a $12,000 campaign. Yeah, definitely. Now, what are some of the drawbacks you've run into? Uh, so people want more. I mean, that's <laughs> absolutely what we're seeing is they, they, they expect that and it's become a, uh, it's a standard in Kickstarter and, and fighting that has been hard. Uh, the other thing is just that 
money doesn't add up very quickly when, you know, you can have 5,000 backers. You look at some of these like million dollar campaigns and, you know, I don't, I'm not doing the math, but 5,000 backers at, you know, a hundred dollars a piece is, is considerable. You're going to see that we, we peaked at $5,000 and it's, it's, it's not even on the radar with some of these other things. Uh, so, uh, at $10 a backer, Kickstarter's taken a buck of that. You know, um, if you, the biggest thing we've seen is if, if people want to discount on shipping, we're now working out of this little $9 window, um, you know, because international people are going to say that the shipping's too much and stuff. So we're like, we can't cut $2 off of that like somebody on a $50 project can. So it's all right out there. There's, it's, there's, there's no room to hide anything. There's no room to squeeze anything in. It, it's just, you know, you're working with 10 bucks. It's, it's, that's really difficult. Yeah, I mean, margins in, in general in the board game industry are already paper thin. I can't imagine what they are as far as for a, you know, a micro game or not micro game, a, a, a wallet game that costs 10 bucks. Like there's just like you're saying, there's no there's no wiggle room. Uh, anything else as far as like good or bad that you've run into kickstarting these games? Uh, it's just so it's we we do this repetitive Kickstarter thing where we do a Kickstarter almost every month. And uh, we talked about it previously in that you need this repetition if you're going to do a product line, which is what I consider this is a line. Um, my goal, personal goal, is to be off of Kickstarter more than we're on Kickstarter. So if we're doing one a month, they're only these like 10, 11 day campaigns. The other, and this is a personal thing with Kickstarter, is I never ask anybody for money. I don't go on Kickstarter and say, or Twitter or wherever and say, hey, we're, you know, we need this much money to hit this next stretch goal. It's always just, we're launching it. If you want our game, it's there. It's going to be here and in your face for a minute and then gone it's not going to be this 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 constant begging you know kickstarter's evolved to where it's not that anymore where you're just you know begging people to hit this this is my personal dream it's while this is my personal dream of doing this each individual project is a it's it's a product so yeah. uh being as as non-annoying as possible during that window is, is a goal in in just in doing this yeah, definitely. I mean, Kickstarter has more, I mean, just definitely evolved from funding a dream into buying a product from a business. And it's just kind of yeah. what it is. It's a pre-order uh, system. And it's all, and with pre-order system with an opportunity to make the game a little bit different, a little bit better, add some things here and there. But I mean, ultimately, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's just basically going to the store and buying something. You just have to wait a year to get it. That's <laughs> kind of what it's become. <laughs> or in your, although in your case, it's probably a little bit faster. What's the turnaround on, on these small games that you do? We try to do three months and... When we have something like Sprawlopolis that sold five times as well as we expected, we still kept our games in line after that. And that three months did not happen. So uh, it's a couple months. And that's for me as a personal pet peeve is like, I don't even like backing things on Kickstarter because I don't want to wait a year. I'm so impatient that uh, um, like I've personally changed it to, I want to buy a game the day I plan to play it. So if I'm having a game night and I want a new game, I'll go to the store on the way to the game night. Hmm. Uh, but for Kickstarter, us getting it down to three months and all, I feel like is a huge selling point. And I don't know on the consumer end, but that would change my, uh, that would get me to pledge on a game if I saw it was, fun, you know, coming out in March of 2019. I'd be like, all right, that's cool. Oh, it's definitely a selling point. I know for me personally, I've seen so many games. I'm like, man, this is really cool. And I've kind of been on the fence about it. I'm like, I don't know. And I see that it's going to come out, you know, 12 months 
plus later and it's like no i'll just wait i'm not I was just like I, it loses the the excitement loses the funds like i'm gonna totally forget about this by the time it even shows up and so eh, and, and you know that, that 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 12 months is the bestie you're gonna oh, get absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. that's yeah, the best case scenario yeah, exactly and so i think it's something that it's a definite selling point uh, when you can say we're gonna do this in three months and again if we get back to that whole consistency yeah concept of you actually fulfilling in three months and you're doing that consistently where people can trust you. And even if you do mess up every now and then they go, yeah, but normally you, you hit that three month window. And I think that's a, a huge sell important. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for your time and, and wisdom and insight and uh, good luck with these small games that pack a big punch and good luck with all the kickstarters you keep running and good luck with everything else you got going on right now. Same to you. This was a lot of fun. Thanks.